Yo, can you hear me okay? Yeah, I think so. Um, I've got a little bit of an echo on my oh. end, and I think you got an echo on your end, but, you know, whatever. Yeah, whatever. yeah, yeah. <laughs> How you been, dude? Um, living life? I mean, nothing has changed. It's slowly moving back to things being normal now, I guess you would say. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, going into a more liberal, conservative place you know what i mean that like it's different though it, it definitely felt very dramatic when we got here mm-hmm. um and so i was actually i was going to ask you like what's philly like now you know what i mean like is it uh how is it has it eased off a lot like i'd say around here almost nobody wears masks outside um yeah. and then there's a couple places where you like there's places where you can go to like i just got a haircut you have to wear a mask when you get your haircut um you got to wear a mask in certain places. Like I went to the Apple store, had to wear a mask there, had to wear a mask when I went to the supermarket, but like you go to a target. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, more people are not wearing masks outside. You still see people who are committed. That little, uh, shuffle to space out on the sidewalk doesn't happen too often anymore. Okay. Um, and then I thought the gym would be a bigger problem. Like members would come in and say, hey, why do I have to wear a mask? But mm-hmm. we, people come in and say, hey, do we still have to wear a mask? And I, we just say, Philadelphia says so, so yes. We're, mm-hmm. not as strict, we're not as strict as we were about it before. Mm-hmm. Um, but no one has been like a complete asshole about it, like just taking off their mask. Um, so I feel like... That's good. Having the liberty to like take it off and breathe for a little bit and then putting it back on. Yeah. People people have been wearing masks enough where just that little liberty has given them they feel more in control. And so they're fine with still having to wear masks even if they're vaccinated. Yeah. Yeah. Well yeah, I think some folks are generally a little bit more reasonable. But uh yeah, it's it's uh I mean it's an interesting thing. Like most we uh we hung out with a few people in our like new neighborhood outside. Mm-hmm uh outside but uh yeah no masks just chilling and we had um a neighbor walk by and he's like so what does it feel like to like interact with people again we're like yeah nice (laughs) yeah and Um, so the next thing is philadelphia's nightlife is back and it's so weird so i went out yeah good i went out last night to walk around and just uh grab some pizza and Uh it was just crowds of people bars are packed again People now, I feel like restaurants. So they took away um, the limitations on restaurants. I'm not mm-hmm. sure if they can open up. I know there's no capacity limit. Maybe mm-hmm. they can open up uh, fully now. Like before, they had to like close at 11. Now they can open up until like late at night. Interesting. Interesting. Um, but they still have their outdoor seating. So I feel like capacity-wise, it's just things are kind of in a greater position for bars because now they have hey great outdoor seating, but also they can just pack people in to their bars now. Yeah, my uh, my buddy uh, Rob, he's a um, uh, club uh, club promoter as one of his like side gigs, and um, I was watching his picks and stuff, and like Philly bar, Philly bars, nightclubs are like they're packed, dude. They're packed, they're packed. and packed. folks aren't like they're not packed with masks. You know what I mean? Yeah, people um, are getting rowdier now, so like I feel like the tide has changed, and people are ready for their summer, mm-hmm. and like full speed ahead. Yeah, yeah, this is, I think this is where you're going to see that heavy split between folks who are, like, very extroverted, and this was really fucking tough, and then folks who are, um, 
you know, uh, more on the introverted side and a little more cautious, you know, like, and they're just like, no, no, let's see how this pans out. So, um, I don't know. For me, I think I fall right in the middle though. You know, like, um, teeter, teeter that line. Um, so yeah, I was going to say, should we introduce ourselves? (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. You want to go first? You want to like... uh... All right. Yeah, I'll go first. I'll go first. All right. So I am Brandon Crooks. Uh, And then let's a little bit deeper about myself. So I am a personal trainer at a gym called Sweat Fitness. Um, I love to lift. Currently, I don't know what I'm doing with my life. Damn. Yeah, I mean, I don't don't think I uh, really know what I'm doing with my life. Well, that's that's the direction I want to go because I have a question about that. Okay, yeah, we'll, we'll transition right into that. Um, uh, my name is Michael Kaufman. Um, yeah, we haven't figured out what to call this podcast yet, but uh, I, when I was 10, like almost 10, I guess, uh, immigrated to the U.S. from Ukraine, and um, at around the age of 11, um, discovered what a computer was, and then I've been hooked since, so I've been doing software for 23 plus years now, um, and that's sort of my thing, but uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, life meaning trajectory. Yeah, we can go. We can go deep right away. Um, what's your uh, um, what's on your mind? All right, great. All right, so look, let's let's equate life to a game. So when you're playing a game, you're leveling up your character. So in, in the game, you do things that earn you experience and make, and then you level up. And then based on the game, increase like stats wise. Like maybe you have specific job so like you're a major or something but whatever mm-hmm. you, do, you do something you get experience you level up you get stronger yep. you get better yep. now let's equate life to a game what would you say are the level up steps for life so um to give you a little example when you're growing up you think all right i need to go like you think of it as grades all right i go to first grade i go to second grade that is me leveling up that is me gaining knowledge getting better at life i complete high school i complete college but then you go out into the real world and does that leveling up stop? What are the next steps? Is it up to you to make it after that? Mm-hmm. Um, and so how would you define, like if we had to turn life into a game, how would you define the leveling up process? Like what's important? What's not important? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, the first thing that comes to my mind is not original. Um, there's, uh, I don't know if you've seen, um, there's this YouTube series, um, uh the guy basically goes and talks about like animals and people as if we're living in a video game um and he's got he's got one episode where he basically you know focuses on the human being and um from the age of whatever you know zero to you know college or whatever you're playing through the tutorial (laughs) and then you get to the open world you know what i mean so it is kind of um you know i think that there i think there's lots of ways to go through life but if you were to i'm very analytical so like if i were to break it down i'd say that there are two major trajectories one is you walk down the wealth paved well paved road and i think that if you if you're, um, if you don't think, if you think of yourself as being average, and if you're starting off at uh, a position in life that is not, uh, whatever, privileged, 
um, walking down a paved road is probably a smart thing to do, right? Like, um, when we immigrated to the U.S., like, that, I, I made a lot of decisions that were not about the things I wanted to do, but about following that paved road, you know, following that uh, popular meta, <laughs> um, it, which was, uh, you know, like, get an education, go to, go to university. Like, I was doing, you know, software development pretty much through all of my teens, like I was capable um, well before I went to college, but I went to college anyway, because I was just like, this is what I got to do, even though that resulted in like crazy student debt and all that shit. Um, and when you, you know, go outside of that, like when you're done with that tutorial, I, you know, you can, con- you can continue to follow the well-paved road, the whatever meta, and that could be uh, pick a career that is more likely to be successful. Um, learn from people who have done X, Y, Z thing before. You know what I mean? And I think that's one way to live life. Um, and then there's the considerably riskier, um, more sort of self-attuned way to live life. And, I, and that's where you kind of go against the grain. And I think for the ultra successful, uh, almost exclusively they went that road. Because it's all about being first. It's all about doing the thing that is new, you know? Um, so, yeah, that's my take on life. <laughs> uh, but so, where, where, are yeah. you, where, where are you going with that, though? What do you, what do you, what's, what's on your mind? Well, what, so, okay, so what would you say is your next level up? Uh, like, where does that lie at? Like, if you have to judge <laughs> yeah. your current level, it's like, all right, so once I do this, this that will be greater, Michelle. That will be greater branding. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's your next step? The level. Um, so, uh, the 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 short answer is I don't know. I mean, I have yeah. some inclinations of where I think I'd like to go. Um, I think, you know, I'm a very like type A. Like I set a goal, I just shoot for that goal, and it doesn't always lead to happiness. But like when I reflect back, it's super easy to connect the dots. Um, so you know, like I went to college i got a bunch of student debt then i then i was just like what's my current goal well it's not anything except to pay it down then i paid it down i woke up one day and i'm like oh shit through the process of trying to pay it down i managed to like up my salary cool now i have money um now i can like travel and shit and i was just like okay being successful on your own is pretty meaningless i need a partner like i need someone to share this with um and so that became my focus, you know, and I put real effort into it. And then I met, you know, um, uh, met my uh, wife now and uh, and that was that. And then, you know, what's the goal after that? Well, you know, like learning to live with somebody else is a, you know, was that. And I think for me, my, you know, and this is very, uh, it's tricky. It's a thing that I've been trying to figure out. But like, I think for me, freedom. Um, being able to wake up and do what I want to do is I think my, um, my next, you know, big achievement, the, the thing that I really, really want more than anything else. And I think for that reason, like, you know, I'll continue to pursue the responsible thing and continue to like earn money. I'm just as much as I want to take risk it, you know, I, I now have someone else that I feel like I'm responsible to, um, I, you know, I think entrepreneurship, you know, I think that's like, I think that's some, some form or fashion of that, that will allow me to 
wake up in the morning and, you know, check my pulse and be like, how am I feeling? You know, do I need, do I need to take the day or can I go hard? You know, and I don't really, you know, um, yeah. But that's, that's also part of my personality as well. You know what I mean? Like I will never be comfortable doing nothing. Yeah. What are you yeah. thinking? What are you thinking? What What are you are you trying to you trying to figure out? Like, I'm not really helping you right now. I'm just kind of expressing my own experience. So yeah, so no, no, no. It helped because basically, so I feel like I'm in that phase where you were like, oh, I'm, I want to pay off my debt, and that led to a higher paying job because like I love my job right now. Like I love what I do. I like the kind of like the freedom it gives me, where it's mm-hmm. like it's not like a management looking over top of you all the time mm-hmm. now the problem is how do you how do you progress this how do you pro- so how do i progress my knowledge my experience my love to a job that gives to a job that has a 401k something more adult like so that's my next step so i'm, yeah. so I'm in your set where i'm like all right i need to increase the income that i'm making um but what does that look like based on my knowledge based on my skill level Yep. Um, and so, and, and then basically my passion. Yep. I think that, um, you know, like within you do fitness and of course, of course, you know, way more about fitness than, you know, I ever will, but taking on like the general career advice, um, the way that I got to the paycheck that I have was by aggressively switching jobs. Mm-hmm. Like that's when whenever and and right now i'm finding myself you know and you know i'm finding myself working in the same job i've had for four years i you know watch this thing grow from you know um from mvp to this thing that's like scaled internationally and and i love our team and you know whatever but like four years and you get to that part where you're like you're so comfortable and it's so scary to change that you don't want to. Yeah. Um, but there's always that point, and for me, I found it to be right around the sixth, seventh month like marker in the mm-hmm. past, where I was just like, okay, I've learned everything that this job is going to teach me. Gotcha. Like it went. The first month is always hard and challenging, right? And then slowly you get really proficient at it, and then it becomes easy. And I think when it becomes easy, right, then you're like, you're not really growing. Now, I've got friends who hung around jobs for years, right? And they'll they'll get their promotion. I'm like, good for you. What did you get? You know, like, they'll get their 10%. And it varies, right? The, the higher your salary gets, the harder it is to get the 10% because it's actually a lot more money. But um, you, switch, you switch jobs. You can get a new title. You can get new responsibilities. You can get 25% to your, to your paycheck. I mean, I felt like I had to do that. I didn't, I, you know, did the math early on. I had a six figure student loan and I was just like, I don't want to pay this till I'm 40 years old. Cause then I'm going to pay a mortgage for the rest of my life. And then I'm going to die. Like, I don't want that. You know what I mean? So I was very aggressive with it. I had two, three jobs and I would be switching jobs every, you know, roughly every year. Um, not like intentionally, I wasn't going into and be like, all right, counting my time to switch, but I was like, okay, I'm stagnating time to move on. Yeah. Um, and I think that, you know, um, and that was then, 
I think there's, I think the game's changed a little bit. I think it's a lot. I think one thing you got to do is you got to hedge and do the, do the thing that's going to like, I think, I mean, it's tough. Uh, like, I don't know how type A you are, but you know, if you want to commit all of your time and you will certainly sacrifice relationships in the process, but you can do the career thing where you go a little bit corporate, a little bit, whatever, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Chase, the, chase the money, chase the opportunity on the one hand, and then simultaneously do a side hustle where you are building up your brand, you know, doing, doing whatever the Gary V shit or whatever, whatever that might take. Um, and then, cause that takes, that's slow, but eventually, you know, you don't know what opportunities that unlocks. Yeah. Yes, it's a, it's a tough one. So, I, well, I've been thinking, hey, the end of the year is coming around. I definitely want to start looking for jobs and looking for options. Mm-hmm. And I was in a situation where I'm like, well, things are getting better at work, but how good can they get? Um, mm-hmm. Am I okay with this slow progression or do I need something more aggressive? Um, and so that's where I was stuck at. But I was definitely trying to look at for look at better options by the end of the year and like hey actually set a deadline so but i'm thinking like hey by the end of the year i want to have like an option where i'm like i could go and do this instead yep yep Um, i mean time for that don't one one thing i don't recommend doing don't quit until you have something else in your pocket yes yes and then once you've got something in your pocket you know you can go and you know, you can, you can do the whole negotiation thing and we can, we can get into that. But like, even if you negotiate a win from your current employer, you you know, you don't stick around. You, it's just not, it doesn't, cause you, you play your one ship. So when, when you get that something else, um, it, it might not be better than what you've got, but you got to commit to the jump. Uh-huh. Um, Look, I think for you, man, I think like what you've shared with me is you want to coach at a professional level. And, uh, um, you know, I linked you to that one guy who was yeah, uh, associated that, with Liverpool. Yeah. Like, go, you got to like, you know, um, coach whatever teens and shit who are pretty, I guess, easy, relatively speaking, whatever, and just get them to win and then level up, level up, level up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the route I'm thinking, and so I've been, or the, go, or the route I'm going to look at is like, hey, what does it take to move into a school setting and start training kids? Mm-hmm. Um, things like that. What, what type of education, what type of experience? Because like, yeah. I have almost two years of training experience, two plus years of training experience in the general population. Mm-hmm. Um, and then with my cert that I have, it's geared towards athletes and so if someone's looking at it they say all right you have the experience you have the requisite uh cert let's get you in here but it's like hey what else do you need um and covid is such a weird thing so that's why i'm happy that things are going back to normal because with covid and everything so a little bit weirder yeah i mean i think that like that could actually be your side hustle though you know doing the um doing the school thing could be your side hustle while you get your money from again some corporate whatever you know that just pays the bills um and uh and eventually once you go from like whatever uh middle school high school i'm not sure what level you'd be starting at um 
and then you go like more pro then your paycheck then you can just like all right fuck the corporate thing this is my main thing and then your side hustle becomes i don't know like writing a book <laughs> or whatever <laughs> um yeah yeah man uh there's a there's also there's actually a book called level up i think i think it's what it let me, let me google this uh it's a self-help book of course uh i think it's called level up yeah it is called level up it's called level up your life and career um and uh and or just level up your life and it's uh it puts everything into the context that you were um you know you're a player character in a video game uh-huh. so you know setting up goals setting getting achievements all that all that all that shit um I can't say this is my favorite book, but it was definitely entertaining. Gotcha. Uh, so let's actually so stay with the same topic, but get less uh... serious. <laughs> yeah, get less yeah. serious. So let's say, uh, how do we want to describe this? You're building, okay, let's say you're building the perfect human. We're still on our leveling up phase. Uh-huh. What skills would you maximize in this person so that they excel at life? Like, what do you think is important? And not excel at life like, yeah. oh, they have a good paying job and everything. Like, yeah, yeah just what makes, the, what makes the best human? Attributes, yep. Um, so I think for me, um, there's a couple things. I think, um, you know, pattern recognition, um, figuring out a balance between um, the ability to um, the ability to be open-minded, but mm-hmm. at the same time, be able to go deep into things. So like be able to go wide and go narrow, you know what I mean? Um, and, uh, I think those are, you know, and then you know, those are, those are again, very type A things. And I think outside of that, um, you know, that again, that ba- that balance of ego and humility, the balance of, um, um, you know, I have a hard time saying like, well, you need to be happy, you need to be content, you need to have your mind at peace, you need to have those types of attributes. Um, I mean, yes, <laughs> but uh, I don't, you know, I lack those things, uh, and so it's harder for me to figure out like you know do you i think i I mean it's tough i think this falls into that realm of like perfect human needs to get needs to have its criteria defined like success what does success mean or like so um, has the perfect human changed over time because like if we're looking back in the olden days Mm -hmm. it's like all right the perfect human would be someone who could hunt correct the strongest hunter survive. Yeah, yeah. Um, just reproduce. If you reproduce, you're you're a perfect human. Yeah, and, yeah. Oh, yeah. And so, are we moving a, away from that? Do we get to our? Uh, have you seen the movie Wally? Yeah. Do we get to our Wally phase where we, the perfect human, is someone who is sedentary and doesn't move, but is mm-hmm. amazing mentally? Um, so, so did you did you finish that book? Uh, you read Sapiens, right? Do you do you ever get to help? You, have you? Uh, read? I, no, I, okay. I got it. Uh, you got to get to that. That that's a ph- phenomenal book. And then you know, uh, finished uh, uh, Sapiens. Sapiens, yeah. And then the follow-up by the same author is Homo Deus. Gotcha. Um, right. There are a couple books that made me go, "Oh shit!" 
and completely changed my like you know uh quote-unquote religion <laughs> um the the homo deus book was definitely one of them so homo deus is you know like homo sapien 2.0 or many like the god of uh demi- humans becoming these demigods um and it goes into transhumanism which is like you know the evolution of what it means to be human um and then eventually becomes uh gets into the something called you know the quote-unquote data religion not gonna get into that it's i don't think i have a full grasp of it even after reading but um i you know it basically comes down to like what is the purpose of humanity and then i think that from that can you derive the purpose of the individual right so like if we assume that the individual is ha- is helping the whole, what is the mo- what is the best way to do that? So this is a very very specific take on it. Um, I think it is you know if in the past it was to reproduce, like reproducing oh, is not hard. Yeah. Reproducing is not hard. Surviving yeah, is not you're hard. Helping, you're helping the human population. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I think it's learning about the universe, getting us, you know, off the planet, avoiding cataclysmic death, Um, you know, that going outside of outside of our home bubble. Well, and that's one that's one take on it. That's one take on it. This isn't like a like, hey, every human being ought to do this. Right. Okay, good. I was about to branch off about that. But yeah. If you're um, helping somehow yeah. to help other humans who may be able to help move, like it's a system, you know, then it's like, it's like, which, what's your carbon footprint on humanity? Basically mm-hmm. something like that. Like, yeah. So like yeah. back in the day, just by reproducing your carbon footprint is huge. Cause you're like, Oh, you're continuing on the population. Now nope. it's like some people are out there curing cancer and some people are out there doing nothing. So it's like, yeah, I mean, but like, let's just take a really wild take on it, right? Like, um, you've got um, someone who is like human beings are not we're not robots, right? We can't be pro- like we can't be programmed to one task and just do that task and expect to succeed, right? Health is such a big aspect of it. So for a human being to be quote unquote healthy, a human being needs to be entertained. A human being needs to have um, these bursts of creativity. A human being needs to learn how to relax and the human being, and because we're biological beings, we need like health and fitness and all that, you know, and at least an argument for it is you need that to um, cure cancer. You you know what I'm trying to say? Like, so you need people that help make other people, you know, like, yeah, like Elon Musk didn't build rockets, right? (laughs) Like he he brought in people who did, uh, you know, um, who laid one foundation after another, he brought in HR to make sure that the engineers are, um, you know, hopefully not going crazy. Um, there's, there's, there, I think there's just lots of different components. And I don't think that like, I mean, yeah, <laughs> perfect human is a tough, tough thing. I, like, I see what you mean. So yeah. So, it's, so yeah, the people that are, that are building rockets are getting us 
off the planet. So you would say, oh, are they the perfect human because they're progressing the human race? But mm-hmm. it takes people to take care of them, like HR people. And so they're doing just as an important job as, or maybe not as important, but still high up as the people who are building rockets for the human beings while they're taking care of mm-hmm. the, the human psych- psychological uh, component. Yeah, it, 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 what, what's that? Uh, it takes a village, right? Yes, it takes a village, yeah. Um, uh, but, 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 but where are we going with that? So, I mean, I took it in maybe in a different direction than you wanted to go. So you can steer it back. To... No, no, no. I I like that because the next question is, well, when you look at yourself internally, how do you? Cause how do you feel like you're helping? Like, what do you think your contribution, however small or big, will be? To... Yeah, yeah. So this is this is where I struggle especially now right so like i i believe you've got this one life and then poof right um and i want to do something meaningful you know um and i'm am i doing that meaningful thing today right or rather maybe to rephrase it am i maximizing how i can contribute and you know, a, part, a strong part of me feels like the answer to that is no and that makes me question like am i wasting my time um, I do think that before you can help others, sometimes you got to help yourself. Right. So, um, you know, United States is very, is, is a country that donates more than any other, uh, country in the world. Right. And it's not just from a prosperity perspective, like people just love to donate. Right. And I don't think it's just all like tax exemption or anything like that. Like it's just, uh, whether it boils down to, um, some like fundamental Christian beliefs or otherwise, I'm not really a hundred percent sure. Um, but you know, I think that depending on who you are, um, sometimes you got to put on your own, like what, what's that saying when you're in a plane, right? Put on the mask on first before you put on a mask on your kid. You know what I mean? So sometimes you got to put yourself into a position where you can be most helpful. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, so, now, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, keep going, keep going on your train of thought. I, I no, I mean, that's sort of like, I guess what I was trying to get to with that is like, I don't think that I've fully gotten myself in a position where I want to be before to contribute in a way that I want to contribute. Like, I think for me, what I would like to get to is, you know, whatever fuck you money um or a point where i can do the creative thing and not have those pressures of life that are unavoidable like that's the level up i'm looking to make um and once i make that level up i think at that point i'll be able to transition my mindset and be like what can i do now you know i mean what can i do that will you know maybe i'll go and um get a degree in biology and see if I can move the needle on some piece of research. Cause that's, those are the inclinations I have, you know what I mean? Um, or start a company that's not a company focused around profit, but a company focused around, uh, um, um, some form of innovation, you know, um, towards longevity or something else. Um, those are things that I feel, for me, the type of person I am are somewhat irresponsible to do at the moment. 
Gotcha, gotcha. So I feel like my needle, so when I think about, hey, what do I do? I guess you could say it kind of feels like a cop out because you're like, okay, what am I doing that helps other people? Well, I'm training people, I'm getting them healthier. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, I feel satisfaction from that because, like, every time I talk to someone, it's surprising how much they don't know about fitness or, or like, the uh, misinformation that's out there. And so they have this mindset that, like, oh, I need to do this. And then you talk to them, like, well, you don't really need to do this. And then you tell them the science behind it. And they say, wow, I never knew all that. And then you get some satisfaction because you're like, all right, I helped that person. If they take this knowledge, they can apply it and live a better life. Mm-hmm. So my needle is in terms of like, hey, with, where am I at in life? I feel like, yes, I am contributing in some way. Like my carbon footprint is in zero towards humanity. Mm-hmm. But how do I make it bigger? And how do I profit off of that? And that's where, that's my next stage or my next level up. It's like, all right, how do I reach more people? How do I yeah. get compensated more for this satisfaction? Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not. I've listened to a lot of people who I think are, you know, that have paved that road before me. You know what I mean? Um, I'm not some 70 year old wise person or anything remotely close to that. But one thing that I've heard over and over again is to try to separate profit from uh, impact. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So like if you're, you know, I would put those two things in two buckets. Like some people are able to not be influenced by profit um, and do the thing. Do you know what I mean? Basically, uh-huh. some people some people are very, even when they're not in a great position, are very comfortable saying no. Um, uh, like a famous example that comes to mind is um, uh, what's his name that plays Rocky. <laughs> Um, uh, so, so that's so long, yeah, yeah yeah like he had no money and he said no he's like i'm gonna act in rocky like he's like i'm not gonna take the money i'm gonna do this thing you know um there are people who will do that from a, a position of weakness but i think that when you if you're whatever if your purpose is one thing profit can take you away from that purpose so like i oh. think you know, the way that I'm trying to set up my life and hopefully I won't get too old and miss, miss the point in the process. But like I figured a followed by B, um, you know, make money, then have impact. Um, or if you're going to do both keeping them separate, like for example, I'm thinking of kicking off another podcast for software over coffee and, uh, um, no sponsorships, none of that. Just, I have no interest in making money. My interest there is in building and, you know, providing value. Um, so, so let's we, talk about building your brand. Now, building your brand, is that leading, you can, can you do both at the same time while you build your yeah. brand? So you say, hey, don't focus on the profit. But if building your brand is just like, let's talk about like, uh, like adding things to Instagram that encapsulates whatever you're trying to like convey. Yeah, like, yeah. um, let's do fitness because like you upload your workouts and you say, "Hey, this is why I did that." So that's building your brand. That's uh, letting out your passion, but that's also in one way 
like you're doing it for money, right? Like you're thinking, hey, if I can get out there enough, then I can profit off of it. So, yeah, no, I mean, like, I think money is a consequence of a good brand. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, like, um, um, so I wanted, I, yeah, I wanted, I wanted to talk a little bit about like the fitness thing and like some of the recent shit that I've been, uh, exploring. Yeah, um, yeah. cause like now I don't have you to, you know what I mean? Commit to, so oh. I get to put a lot more mental energy into this. Um, but, uh, anyways, I've been, uh, watching a bunch of Chris Harrius stuff, you know? And, uh, Chris, I mean, wait, who is he? He is calisthenics for the most part with a tattoo on his chest yeah the the he's got like he's got an interesting backstory history that's definitely worth looking into um um, dude did not live an easy life um but where he is now is crazy um like uh um you know sam was just like man this guy built an empire i was just like yeah okay yeah like you he fucking did right and he is a brand right like you you open up his youtube videos the background music is like harry or production or something like that and he's got his own music he's got his own fashion brand he's got two apps right um the guy makes a living off of us he is not blind to the fact that he needs to make money right and at the same time like Yes, he promotes his app in every single video he does, but he was smart about it. And he's like, here's a piece of free content, but I'm not going to tell you to buy anything. Like, I'll give you an example. He, um, uh, uh, one of the, one of the things was weighted pull-ups, right? He's like, do weighted pull-ups. And he's like, you know, you can buy one of our weighted vests that we sell on our website, or you can just get a backpack and fill it with books. Like, and I think the reason that that dude, I mean, first of all, it's just got to, one, you got to be useful, right? It's got to be that above like money, but it's so, it's funny how quickly brands fall apart. You know what I mean? And I think that when you, your brand, whatever that means, like, I like the Gary Vee thing, which is reputation. Um, Even though Gary Vee is a, person has actually fallen apart in my eyes um he was someone that like kind of wouldn't say looked up to but admired um i feel like he's betrayed his brand and i think that you only get one shot at it right when someone's reputation in your eyes goes it just goes you're not going to come back to it unless you know them personally so i think that like um building it up where folks just trust you like you you have something to offer um then you then you get that reputation and then and then you know and then i don't know man like the thousand true fans have you heard of that no so if you google thousand true fans it's it's an old it's it's this idea that like back in the day when you had um let's say you want to be a musician and you wanted to make music well you would go to a label and that label would take a bunch of your money you know and you need and for you to be successful you needed to sell millions of records now if you have 1000 people who really like you where 
each one is willing to give you directly, not through some middleman, but directly $100 every year, you have a six-figure paycheck. Mm-hmm. And getting, and getting 1,000 people to really like you is not impossible if you consider how many people there are around the world. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And so it, you can create a living without really trying to constantly sell. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Well, uh, oh, okay, okay, wait, hold on. Let me not lose my train of thought from this. So we were going off a of brand, um, talking about building your brand. Yeah. Um, and I guess you could categorize it as not being a sellout. Uh, so staying true to yourself, but still making a profit, still making an impact. Um, I think that's harder, man. I think it's way harder to figure out how to provide something that's uniquely valuable and like that's you and your voice and all that stuff. I think it's mm-hmm. way harder than making an Instagram post. Say that again and then expand upon the, it. Then making like, you know what I mean? Like people, when people think like a oh, brand, 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 they're like, oh, I just need to like post to Instagram consistently every day. You know, mm-hmm. I got to do this thing consistently every day. Like my recent thing was like, let me get up, let me get back on Twitter and try to post there consistently. Mind you, I'm not a very consistent, consistent person. Like I don't have that in me, but I tried. That doesn't go anywhere, right? Like you got to post something that is useful. And sometimes like those other outlets, whether it's Instagram, Twitter, fucking whatever, they are supplementary. They're a way for people to discover your real thing, you know, the real meat and whatever that is so if there's nothing under the hood like it's kind of pointless all you're doing is marketing a shitty product mm-hmm. so i mean i don't i'm a shitty product today you know what i mean i'm not like <laughs> preaching <laughs> so i'm just saying this is my take on it um and i'm trying to figure out my own voice i'm trying to like get past my discomfort yes yeah that's my issue with uh getting out there, like, doing the Instagram thing, because it's like, well, you see people who have already come before you, um, and they're at such a high level, you're like, what's the point of me mm-hmm. hopping into this? Because it's like, why doesn't the person out there just go to them? Like, how like, how do you take that step where you're like, I am good enough to provide something for other people that's better than what's already out there? Yeah. Um, one thing that I have heard that's a little bit, you know, contradict, contradictory to what I said earlier is uh, um, the the idea of influencers, right? So you have lots of influencers versus like mm-hmm. what we used to have, which is, you know, a couple hundred celebrities. Yeah. Now you have like hundreds of thousands of influencers. Like, why are there so many more? Like, and you, you know, because um, the idea is like, let's say you find someone who's just like you or in a similar position as you, you might be more inclined to listen to them than to whoever is the name brand, you know, like, um, and yeah, like I, I put up, dude, I put up one video on YouTube, one of, uh, me doing a book club for software over coffee. It was out there for a while, right? And I just, you know, again, not consistent. I failed, right? But, like, I'll get back to it, hopefully. 
Um, but I got comments that were just like, hey, please put out more. Hey, blah, blah, this is great. I'm like, how'd you find me? Why did you watch this video? <laughs> like, yeah. you know, um, I mean, I appreciate it. It was super. And I got like 43 subs out of it. Um, I don't know. <laughs> like, oh. I, you know, um, I do think it's a long process. And yeah. like, again, kind of going back to things I've learned from Gary Vee, which is like, postpone monetization like mm -hmm. figure out a way like if if you're like an actor like bartend at night and then like you know perform for free <laughs> like you know what i mean um because one thing is like a long game thing and the other thing just pays the bills so let's let's talk about that a little bit so uh moving your passion passion or like what you're interested in from the real world to the virtual world. So that's either um, like taking videos and uploading to YouTube, mm -hmm. doing something on Instagram or doing a podcast. What are the steps for that? Like do you just throw a bunch of content out there and hope it sticks? Or is there a certain game plan? Or is it different for everyone? Like how, like how does a person become an influencer? Is it by chance yeah. or is it by volume of content? Um... <sighs> Look, that's a good question because I've been trying to figure that out. I think the answer is that there's probably not any good hacks to it. Okay. So there's only I mean, one true way. Yeah, I, actually, there is a hack. One hack is if you have a bunch of money to start with, then it's pretty easy to get to just grow, well, yeah, <laughs> right? Because well, well, then, yeah, because then you can you can buy you like you know likes and shit like that until you get to a certain. Um, point and then it'll maybe you know it'll catch on um there's a documentary on netflix i forget what it was called but like it touched on that I think it was netflix um so there are hacks that are like it, you, you know from that perspective but i think that um one book i read um i, I gotta remember the name of it, it but it was about building a community um you know sometimes like you get your I think the main goal is just to get super fans, you know, get people who really fucking like you. And then, and then word of mouth. And then like, hopefully you get like that kind of exponential growth. And I think yeah. that yeah. if you try to make everybody happy in the beginning, you'll make nobody happy. I think like, what, you know, go niche, make, like if you're getting started, be like, I'm going to find the thing that is just not being done or I'm going to offer my flavor. But I think um, the more comparative you are to other people or other brands, the less likely you are to succeed. Mm, oh, I got you. I got you. So um, one of the trainers who used to work at Sweat, um, he, after everything shut down, mm -hmm. um, he was really adamant about moving everything online. A lot of his clients were older. They mm -hmm. weren't comfortable um, mm -hmm. working out in the, in the gym, but they loved the progress they've seen. It improved the quality of their life. And it, they, so they said, hey, I want to continue. Mm -hmm. So all through the first shutdown, he moved online a lot. Mm -hmm. And then we like work starts back up. He stops working at the gym because one of his clients felt like coming back. Yeah. He reached out to me recently, not like a month ago, a few months ago, and he said, hey, I actually started a business, and I'm doing pretty well for myself. And I'm like, yep. 
That's wild because in terms of like exercise knowledge and uh, like like I would say ability in a gym, I would say mm-hmm. I'm far beyond him. Mm-hmm. And it's just interesting that he start he was able to start a business and he's doing successful. So it's like, what? So does was his situation was was it luck? Was yeah. it super fan? It's um, yeah. A combination of so, or was it just the right time for it? Yeah, like I, all his clients were older people, mm-hmm. and so he was able to say, "Hey, let's do this online. Um, these are my super fans. You will feel safer, and then you mm-hmm. can just give me the money." My yep. clients, on the other hand, were younger, and so they were. They just said, "Hey, um, I just like I'll just do my own thing now, or I don't really like the online, so I might just just stay away from the gym and do something else." What, um, what, so, what, when COVID hit, man, when COVID hit, I was just like, I reached out to you and uh, a couple of times. I was just like, I need to get my workouts in. I'm younger. Like I was willing to go like above and beyond to get my basic needs. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, like working out is like a mental health thing for me. Um, uh, so, you know, I wouldn't... <sighs> I wouldn't have the mindset to just to say, well, it's because he chose category A, you know, that he was successful. And because I was in category B, I wasn't. Mm-hmm. I, I think that like, you know, like you said, like, was he lucky? Yeah, I definitely think he's lucky. And I, but like luck is, I think there's ways to look at, there's different ways to look at luck. You can think luck is this magical thing that comes from the gods, but luck is often uh, putting yourself into a position where luck can happen. Do you know what I mean? Like it is a thing that you don't control true, but you can also make yourself luckier, right? By trying shit, by saying yes to shit. Um, And it's the fact that he, you know, did something versus doing nothing that Mm -hmm. um, like the thing could have went the other way, could have not worked out. Yes. And that's, and so, like I'm actually like super proud of him because like he like we did a Zoom call. He told me about the business. I looked at it and I'm like, oh, this is actually pretty legit. Like based on mm-hmm. what he knows, he he got into his niche. Mm-hmm. And so I so from my point of view, I'm like, hey, is it that easy? And that's mm-hmm. the issue because it's like, well, he found his niche. Is it that easy to find your niche? And like, I guess I would have to talk to him more to figure out like, hey. Like, what was the process with this? Like, yeah. did you think that it wouldn't succeed, or did you know from the beginning, like, oh, this is actually really working out well? Um, like, did you have a point where you felt like, should I stop? You know how people say, I had like five dollars in my pocket, but I knew if I continued on, that I would mm-hmm. hit, I would hit my pay there. Like, did he ever have that, or was it just like straight success, and that was just about riding that wave? Yeah, I mean, I think that, um, you know. I, I don't know because I've not got be, I, I've not reached that success on my own. You know what I mean? I've tried a bunch of stuff, and I do think I often stop prematurely. Um, but the moment you get a little bit of traction, you just strive for more traction, right? So, like, if you were to think about his thing, right? Let's say he just got out of school, had nothing, not a single client, and tried to do this would he be as successful as 
you know, he was, even if it, even if the timing was the same, right? He had a community, he had existing clients. He went into this immediately with a paycheck. And so when you're there, when you've got that, whatever product market fit, like you got something, then you just focus on growth. And I think Mm -hmm. the hardest part is getting, you know, that product market fit, getting to a point where people are saying, yeah, this thing that you're doing, it's not just a good idea. I'll give you money for it. Yeah. And then from there, you're just like, cool. All right. Let me figure out how to make this valuable enough where you might want to tell your friend. You know? Yes, yes, yes. It's just, ah, uh, ah, uh, uh, this, is, this is giving me, this is giving me, <laughs> okay, 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 okay. So, uh, this is this might be going off on a tangent, but like you read self help self help books or you look at something on Instagram and you're like, great, this is giving me mo- the motivation to change my life. Like this, these are giving me ideas where I'm like, all right, why don't I try this? Why don't I put myself more out there? Because I will admit, like I have been too comfortable. Because I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, the situation is great and it looks like it's slowly improving. So why should I have to change? But this is you you have to more aggressive out here if you want something so yeah you gotta get Um, out of your comfort zone yeah and i think that like the the thing that is i think tricky is so i don't think it's healthy to be uh to be to have that mindset where i always need a new high a new achievement a new bar um that's me unfortunately right like I derive happiness from continuous growth. Like, and if I don't grow, I get sad. Um, and, um, but there's also people who find balance, who find joy in, you know, getting their needs met. Um, and then, you know, playing the guitar you know, drinking wine with friends or whatever, you know, whatever you do. Um, so I think step one is figuring out like where you actually want to be though. I heard, um, this, uh, uh, yeah, I learned a lot from YouTube. Uh, there was this, uh, rabbi or whatever on, on YouTube. And he gave this analogy where like, imagine that, uh, you're a turtle, right. For a turtle has this hard shell and for, that turtle to grow, sometimes it's got to shed its shell. (laughs) Like it's got to get out of it to grow a new one. Um, And so there's that like moment of whatever vulnerability, there's a moment of risk, there's a moment of discomfort. Um, And you got to be more uncomfortable. You got to be uncomfortable enough to want change. Otherwise change won't come. Like, like, how do you say, I want to say, grounded like how, how do you don't how do you not fall into the realm of fantasy like so you have a dream you say oh i want to do this mm-hmm. so you fantasize about it and you say all right this is the plan how do you keep from is that just visualization and over time that visualization will become uh reality or is that just daydream? Like, are you i, I think i think it's i mean I, I don't know but i think for me it's uh being unhappy enough with the state of things as they are to want that thing more. Right. So so fundamentally knowing your why, right. Um, 
it could be big or small, right? So like, let's go small first because small is really easy to understand. Um, let's say that you, you're getting through life, you're living paycheck to paycheck. Your fucking bank account is getting overdrafted. Shit stresses you out on a monthly basis. Okay. You're going to, you should probably be trying to, to change that. And that's pretty, that's a pretty easy thing to motivate yourself out of, right? Then you get past that. You get past that level. Then your next level, you're just like, oh man, like I wish I could afford to eat like healthy food. You know what I mean? Like I wish I could afford that grass fed beef or whatever. Okay. Right. You might take that next step. At a certain point, you're like, all right, I've got some money. I've got money where I can just basically do the things I really need to do. And the other things are things I want to do. Then it gets really hard, right? Then you got to figure out like, what is my deeper why? And I think for a lot of people, once you know that Meslow's hierarchy and needs at some point, their shit is met, right? They're just good. And if that's like you, then, you know, fucking great. Again, it's, I think it's a healthier place to be. But if you want to if you think you have more to offer, um, you know, then you figure out the next thing, right? Like, again, for me, I think that, I think that that next thing is, um, to have the freedom to do, like, I think for me, I think I genuinely can contribute to science in some way. Um, like I have an analytical mind. Um, so that's what I want to do for you, you know, uh, and I think there's also self, like, I think selfishness is a fine motivator too, right? Like people are motivated by fame and, and all of those things. Um, and I think it can be tricky because failure should always be a, a possibility. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you, um, but I think that like, it's you, it, the question you ask yourself is like, all right, if I'm on my deathbed and I'm dying, will I be, Unha- will I be devastated that I failed to accomplish this goal or will I be fine because I kept trying to my last day? You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like, um, but yeah, once you get past those basic needs, right, which are easy to motivate towards, um, then motivation gets really hard. Um, and it's got to be some deeper why. So you said, hey, I think I can help find Now that you think do you think that you can help science as an individual or do you need people to help you? And so my next question is, yeah. um, should you go out into the world thinking or trying to be, let's use the word alpha, like, hey, you are ma- or alpha or leader, like you are making the calls or mm-hmm. do you, should it be based on your personality? Like, is it okay to be someone who, who thinks, hey, I'm not a good leader, but I'm a good worker. If I have a good mm-hmm. leader, then that's, how that's my route to succeed. I can help someone else um, with someone else's help. I can get to the top, but I need someone over me. Or should you always think, "Hey, I should be the one on top, and I need people under me"? I I don't think that's a one thing fits all. Okay. You know what I mean? I, I think it's just up to you. Um, I think you know one thing I've learned about myself is that while I enjoy that moment of problem solving, like you give me a really hard problem, and my you know endorphins fire like i'm like i'm i'm all about it once i solve it and then i have to do the work <laughs> of like putting it in place and implementing then to me that's a grind okay. and and that's why i love working in teams 
because I can, I have an opportunity to help in a way that, you know, like to where I think I'm best leveraged is to solve the hard problems and, you know, or, or help pave new ground, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, I think sometimes it's also a thing that changes over time for people too, right? Like when you're fresh and young and you don't know shit, like sometimes you got to be part of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like you need to just perform as an individual. You have to learn to follow before you learn to lead. Um, I don't know. People are different. People are different. I don't know if there's a, there's a one thing. Hey, can we change topics a little bit? Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. So, um, because yeah, we don't have like a real format for this, but I figure well, like quick sidebar. Um, I yeah. started watching Mr. Robot. Great show. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's what, that's what I want to get into. I want to get into like movies, TV shows, and like all that. Oh channel. my god! And then we got to talk about the zombie movie. But let's let's stick to Mr. Robot. All right. All right. Um, so, 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 where I, are you? I think I'm like eight or nine episodes in. Well, Shit. I just got to the point where. Um, I don't know if I like this. He found out that his Okay, oh my okay. Well yeah, careful careful with spoilers just for like folks and stuff. But like Yeah, okay. So I don't know if I like the the first major twist in season one. Okay. And I don't know how I feel about it because I feel like they could have done it in a way where leading up to it you you would say, Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Because um, hey, this I, person wasn't looking exactly at that person or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah no, uh-huh. I mean, this is it, it, that is one of those things, though, that, like, you rewatch, like, The Sixth Sense, and you're just like, oh, shit, it was all there the whole time. But um, that's, what, that's what I – I don't know if I missed that. I don't know if that was in there, but that's what I would like to see to make it make it, sense. Because it was one scene where the person was solo – talking to another person so how how, how is that possible are you telling me that you, it wasn't if you that person? if you rewind it, it uh, so you know what i know i know why it's confusing i think i know why it's confusing um it will make more sense you gotta go you gotta you gotta keep going you gotta keep okay. going i oh, okay. the the show has it all makes sense there's not a single thread in this show that i was able to catch at least that didn't tie together and there and there are threads from season one they get paid off at the very very end okay okay like i so i'm at the part where i would you would say main character and sub main character mm -hmm. met up and they're like oh how long have you been planning this and i'm like wait a minute do you not know each other already like, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, there's it. There's, there's. Oh my God, I can't, I can't spoil it. I can't spoil okay. it. Okay. Some of the, some of the stuff really won't make sense till season four. Okay. They'll give you. They'll help tie it together a little bit, where you'll get the feeling like, oh, that's why. But you're not gonna get the real why for Mr. Robot till it's all over. <laughs> Dude, it is it is in my opinion i mean i've watched so much television so mm-hmm. much television mr robot is the best show i have ever watched and it's not just because there's like this computer science thing like hacker thing in the beginning i love that get... part of it i love that part of it because it's like holy shit <laughs> it's all by the way very accurate very very yeah accurate. so yeah. yeah and that's and that's 
the part I'm like, God dang, that's so powerful. When he says, hey, I had everyone I know, it's like, well, this is how I did it. Um, yeah. I, I remember one part he called the guy, called the guy and, and just asked for, he said, hey, I'm with this. Um, yeah. I just need this basic information. And then he's like, wait, who are you again? And then he hung up and he said, based on knowing that information, I plug it into this mainframe and then yeah. figure out the I'm like, what? Oh my no, God. No, dude, it's, it is all super real. And it is like, and sometimes you realize how scary the world actually is if someone's trying to fuck you. Um, but uh, you know what else is cool about that show? There are so many Easter eggs in that show. So many like you'll find like a barcode or a qr code or some random fucking thing right and if you pause at that moment and scan it or whatever it'll it takes you to a website or something or some other thing and it's just like this whole puzzle that you got to solve i'm pretty sure those things are still there but um that was that was always fun as well um so if that's like if that's like your cup of tea right if you're like uh whatever um uh, programmer or leaning in that direction, like you get those little little Easter eggs, and you're just like, "Ooh, thanks for the payoff." <laughs> but uh, but season two, season two, once you get there, very different vibe. Gotcha. Yeah, I I need to get back into it. So I took a little break because I got busy, and I'm still harping on what I don't know if I <laughs> if that twist is. So if the twist is going to be answered later on, then I'm happy. It will be. It will be. It will be. It will be. Um, Next thing. uh, Next topic. The zombie movie by Zack Snyder. Army of the Dead. Yeah, I saw it. Did you see it? Yes, and I hated every minute of it. Did you? So I went to the theaters, right? And I went to. Yeah, I went to the theaters for that one. Um, I went with Sam, and uh, you know she, like, we kind of just got the take because I told her I wanted to see it like way way in advance right i was like we're not gonna watch it on netflix we're gonna we're gonna like we're gonna be like near vegas it's gonna be cool yeah um but uh you know we we get there and she's like is the movie gonna be scary i was like well it's zombies and whatever and sam's really not into like scary stuff or or gross things and and you know for me a portion a good part of that was like I was like, I couldn't really get into it because uh, I didn't want to be like, yeah, when, you know, like the person that I love is sitting next to me, that's really not enjoying it. You know, it's kind of uh-huh. hard to enjoy a thing when the person with you isn't. Um, but I then went back and thought about it and maybe with rose colored glasses, I was like, no, should I kind of like it? But the reasons I liked it were uh like the aliens <laughs> okay so you like the conspiracy part of it yeah i thought the the parts that were just like yeah like the extra stuff on top as far yeah. as like plot and content none of that shit made any sense yes so none of that made sense and then what upset me is the conspiracy part because it's like are you guys actually uh like pulling that actual uh, like uh, threads, or you just pulling rabbits out your asshole? Um, because, like, people were like, "Oh no, it's it's like a time loop," and the people that were there before was them. Yeah. yeah. The, no, I think I think a lot the, of that stuff is like, fair. yeah, nah, man. I mean, I would not rank this movie very highly. <laughs> I just thought, okay, so my problem with it was, <laughs> he said, okay, we're gonna get this money out of Vegas to the team yeah. together. The plan was shoddy at best. He said, oh, yeah, yeah. Running there, 
and so usually zombie movies it's like hey so hey we can't go in there making a lot of noise he was like we just go in there and shoot up all the zombies it's like okay that's yeah. making so much noise so that, that's that one that upset me yeah yeah um, we negotiate with the zombies <laughs> yeah that part was kind of fine because it was like oh they're kind of smart the next thing that upset me was like his daughter had such a major role in it he's like I'm going oh yeah and no, going no, it's, what for yeah. Uh, yeah, for, no. for people that should be already dead like she didn't know that they would be alive she like they could still be alive okay no. but like why why would they still be alive the funniest thing man was where she was really gung-ho about going in there because of uh the one other lady at the camp who's yeah. like take care of my children meanwhile like <laughs> like she just abandons them like that, that there, there's so much shit that just doesn't make sense uh i mean there's also, yeah so the, he said hey you want to make ten thousand dollars but you go to the bank and i mean you go to the the bar and you say wait we're getting more than that out i want a bigger cut like he was like everyone yeah. had a different pay cut i would be like whoa 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 whoa, whoa. <laughs> like i mean yeah. he walked up to the guard and said hey you want to make like five thousand dollars oh what do i have to do the most dangerous thing where you could die well, i don't think that's worth it <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean, they're, they're like quirky, quirky shit. I would not be surprised, though, if there's a sequel to this movie that makes you like the movie, make, makes you like the first movie more because it like, you know, backwards reengineers shit that suddenly the first movie made sense. But on its own, uh, super low expectations. I was just happy to go and see a movie in a movie theater. That's it. Yeah, That's I watched it on Netflix and I was like, like legit throwing up because I'm just like okay <laughs> okay, the, okay closer to the end they finally get to the helicopter and they yeah. have this moment where they waste five minutes staring at each other I'm like get in the helicopter and then yeah. Yeah. they finally start getting into the helicopter and he has this scary look because you wasted five minutes and let the dude catch up I'm just like oh yeah <laughs> yeah it's yeah, like there's a there's a there's an honest trailers for uh for this movie. It's fucking hilarious. Um, oh my god, you're wasting so much time. All right, so I watched a bunch of other shit um, since since we last talked. Um, mm-hmm. Let me run through some of that. Yeah, uh, I'll write down. I'll write them down. So, have you seen Ragnarok on Netflix? No, that is. Uh, Vikings, is it? Or it's what? uh, yeah, it's like um, uh, not Vikings, um, uh, yeah, Thor and Odin, that yeah. whole mythos, yeah. Um, so it is. Oh, it's so fantastic! It's so fantastic. So I watched season one a while ago, and season two just came out. I, I yeah, I binged it in like a in two nights. Fantastic. <laughs> um. The other one is Startup, which is three seasons. Uh, finished that one. Uh, really dig it. Um, so it's called Startup, and every episode has like a title that uh, references some, you know, startup financial tech shit. But yeah. the show is about uh, Miami gangsters. Really? So. Yeah, it's not. It's not really about startups, although that. Oh, there's, I was gonna say, I was like, so like the titles are just techy as hell, or the the titles are like pivot or whatever, diversify or some shit. Like Interest. I don't remember, 
but like that's just the title and then that's and and yet like at a surface level there's a startup but the startup is with this one um uh preppy white guy who um um a, a cuban girl who's like a hacker who just like fucking wants to like let the world burn um and uh a haitian uh gangster like full on like you know tortures folks uh and that's the trio <laughs> that's the uh, yeah um but uh it's it's inter- it, i was entertained i was entertained um so kind of where season three ended is just like is this the actual ending or, or not it was hard to tell but good show um and then i got a lot of youtube stuff um that i went through um but uh yeah actually pause here do you have other shows that you've been into or movies uh, i haven't been watching tv too much um no i haven't been doing much I've been working um relationship is still going well and then we're going to New Orleans later on so that's that's really just been my focus working um making sure everything financially is fine um and haven't been really watching too many shows do you guys make your way out to um uh not Atlanta um uh what's it called help me out I'm terrible <laughs> um uh Mardi Gras um you guys were planning a trip to go south, right? Yeah, we're going to New Orleans. New Orleans, yeah. Did you guys do that yet? Or Oh, it's end of June. So we're going June 23rd to it's like a Wednesday to a Saturday. Oh, okay, okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Maybe like uh, it's the Yeah, we'll, we'll circle back to that next time then. Yeah. Um, yeah, no. Um, I've been... Uh, um, I mean, Sam and I, we just moved to Austin, so there's a bunch of fucking things that they're just, like, getting adjusted to. Um, yeah, homeownership is, is definitely one of them. There's, like, an identity crisis I went through. It's probably still going through. <laughs> um, figuring out what it's like to be, uh, you know, in your close to mid-30s and what that's like. Um, but one of the things we've been uh, into lately... Um, you know, kind of always been into this, but really digging it lately is um, um, like astronomy and physics and all that stuff. And I yeah. found an, I found a new YouTube channel. It's called Science Click, but Click is spelled C-L-I-C. Um, and we watch videos on general relativity, special relativity. Um, and then for me, um, like I've certain, certain to understand like quantum field theory. So like, that's a whole thing we can get into probably bore the shit out of listeners, but, uh, um, really fucking good. Um, and then, uh, yeah. And then I started looking into fitness stuff. So I already mentioned, um, uh, Chris Heria. Um, mm-hmm. and then from Chris Heria, I found another YouTube channel called goal guys, where one of the videos, the so my like, you know my flexibility is garbage. Like mm. can't touch my toes, can't do anything. Well, this one guy uh, on Gold Guys was like uh, he they create challenge. It's two it's two guys that do it, but uh, you know they alternate videos. 
he's like, I'm going to touch my toes. And his starting position was basically where my starting position is, right? Like just a little bit below the knee. And uh, he's like, for six weeks, I'm going to stretch. And he did a bunch of stuff. And um, I thought that was fascinating. Um, there was a point where he plateaued. Um, and he ended up doing acupuncture and some other shit um, to give him an extra like two inches, which helped a lot. So uh, I thought that so, was fascinating. And I might, I might give that a go. Yeah, let's talk about that. So you are so you just talk about the science click YouTube video. Um, mm-hmm. talk about the workout videos so those are domains that you don't really have much knowledge in how do you go about uh so you're interested in something mm-hmm. how do you go about learning about it or building that knowledge base without so like you go into something and you watch a youtube video and you're like that's interesting but i don't understand any of that so what is your route to yeah into a new domain and learning about it and actually retaining that knowledge so like in school, you have mm-hmm. a, a curricul- curriculum, curricular, curriculum, curriculum, uh, yeah. Um, and then they're like step by step, like hey, like you get a textbook. We're gonna learn in this yeah. direction. But yeah. when you get out in the real world, you, you type something in on YouTube, and you're like, am I in the middle of my understanding, the beginning or the end? Like, yeah. How do, you how do I how do attain I, knowledge yeah. and keep it going linear or progressive? So. This is shitty. This is super shitty advice. I'll tell you what I've seen people do. Some people have this whole systematic process to learning. Mm -hmm. What I've realized for myself is that um, if, so I have a natural curiosity for pretty much anything I don't know, right? Like if there's a thing that I don't like, one of the other YouTube videos I watched this past week was like epoxy. Uh, which is like this whole magical thing for flooring and like home kind of shit. I know, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I can, it's, it's, yeah, it's incredible. Like yeah. And I've, and I binged, you know, more videos than I'd like to admit on that topic, you know? Um, but generally what I find is that I follow my, you know, curiosity. And then if I have an interest in something, and I watch it, I basically retain it in one go. And I think the reason for that is, um, you know, when you think about things that you remember, you remember things that, you know, activate your uh, happy hormones, right? You're like um, endorphin. I don't, there's, there's a couple of them, but, um, and then if, and that gets you to pay attention. Right. So if you have like a good experience about something, you will remember it. Um, you generally don't remember the boring things because you're just not paying attention. So um, for me, like learning something is almost an addiction. Um, I mean, it is right. It's it's I, I pay attention to something and then I and then I'll remember it. And um I also have certain weaknesses. Like I don't remember, I still can't remember the names of all the different hormones. It took me absolutely forever to learn. Um, uh, I still can't remember the, the medicine I'm prescribed, right? Like I just, I'm bad at remembering names and certain places and things like, it's like, it's that one. It's the one with Rocky. I'm like, I'm, you know, I know who Sylvester Stallone is, but like, you know, couldn't remember his name. Um, so I just, keep going i just keep going and what i found is that if i just take 
a bunch of the same thing, right? If I watch like five videos in epoxy, mm-hmm. I'll start hearing overlap. And I'll be and I'll be like, okay, so there's this. So these all of these people, they all agree on this thing. Right. But this one provided some extra stuff in the beginning and this stuff provided some extra stuff at the end. You, you know what I mean? To the process. Mm-hmm. So that's that's kind of how I learn. Um, so is it better to so you're looking at epoxy and you're learning about all this stuff, but is it better to learn about things that you can apply instantly to your life? So like I watch a lot of like um like fitness videos or mm-hmm. videos talking about certain dynamics of fitness, but I'm like that's interesting. That's cool. But I can't apply this right now. Like, it, it's not helping me right now. And so yeah. it runs out of my mind quickly. Um, and so it's like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I've heard a lot of people argue that that you should only learn things that are immediately applicable to you. Yeah. Um, yeah. I found myself... I found that sometimes, especially when you get to complicated things or unfamiliar things, right? I don't actually think that anything in this world is truly complicated. I think things are just unfamiliar. Um, and so they're hard. Um, sometimes you need to learn them in iterations. So like, I'll listen to, like, I'll give you an example. One of my favorite books is that like uh, Alpha Man 2.0 book, right? Yeah. I've listened to that or, and, you know, gone through that book multiple times. I didn't get all of it the first time or the second, right? Like, and eventually it was like, ah, now it clicks. And yeah, it typically clicks when you're more active in it. But like, Mm -hmm. sometimes you need that reference. You need that mental bookmark to know that, okay, if I want to learn more about this or, or this book was really good or this content's really good. And I don't know, some people don't have the patience for it. Like, and you can also argue, like put on like the Tim Ferriss hat about trying to be just effective all the fucking time. Um, Yeah, because you don't want to waste your time. Exactly. Are you wasting, are you like, did I waste a bunch of my time learning things that are just not applicable to me? Yeah, no doubt. Um, I definitely did. It'd be nice to have better focus, but uh, um I, I did retain a lot of the stuff, right? Like I do know a, about a lot of topics that are outside of things that I was exposed to or that have any implication towards my day-to-day, like astrophysics, you know what I mean? But they're interesting and because they were interesting, I retained them. Or because yeah. I found them interesting. I'm not saying that you will find them interesting. You know what I mean? So, so yeah, yeah. So if we, if you, okay. So if you look at fitness, they, people, health doctors they prescribe hey you should work out at minimum three times a week um some balance of strength and uh, strength uh strength conditioning and cardio uh, working out mm-hmm. um and it should be like 45 minutes to an hour mm-hmm. and doing that will give you health benefits now when looking at this from a mental side what would you prescribe to learn something? same thing three times a week 45 minutes to an hour, is that enough? Can you go I mean, with yeah. all it? Dude, I don't know. I mean, one, this is your field of expertise more so than mine, but, um, you know, where, you know, when it comes to fitness for myself, there's one thing I've learned. So I've been working out since when I was 13 years old. <laughs> like I've been doing this for a long time, but this isn't what I do, right? Um, I've just sampled a lot of things as a customer. Um, and what I've realized is that my biggest barrier to working out is accountability. Like, 
And, and this is why when I made that realization, I was like, and I realized I can afford it. Um, I was like, I need a fucking trainer. And when I have a trainer, like, I'm, I'm there because I'm good at just showing up to somebody else. Now, with that, I've had good and bad trainers, right? Um, and, and for me, a good, bad trainer isn't really defined by results because I find that in terms of results, I generally get very similar results when it, from one trainer to the next almost i've had some exceptions where i was just like no nah, this isn't this isn't gonna work um and what you know I, I think there are three types of trainers that i've had experience with um one is you know i show up they make sure i sweat sweet fantastic another one makes the whole process enjoyable for me and I think, you know, top tier stuff is where they, um, I learn through that process, right? Um, one thing I have found is that when it comes to teaching, um, because they're, because fitness is just such a like, well, uh, like just like diets, right? Like, like low carbs, not for everybody. You know what I mean? Like, but it like, does it work for you? Does it work? Like, what I found is this incredibly dogmatic attitude towards you got to do it this way. You know what I mean? Um, and so it almost becomes more on the, either the, the, the trainee or maybe whatever to figure, to tailor to that person, to tailor both the, the fitness, the fitness routine, but also like the education. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Someone who just like, like when I was coming to see you, I was just like, I just want to lift heavyweights because that makes me feel good. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I'm starting to like pivot a little bit away from that now because I just want to uh, strengthen my ligaments. And I've been kind of inspired by some of the, you know, Chris Harrier stuff about just skills. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. a handstand push up, uh, whatever. Um, but uh, what I want to learn might not be how to stretch my ligaments if I'm going in there and just to bench real hard. Right. Or whatever. Um, and so like, I, you know, that's that I think really, you know, great folks sort of train and give and, and so when you walk away, like one experience I had, man, I finished a, a thing with, uh, with a, a trainer. He like left Philly. Um, and uh, I loved working out with him, and it was a great experience. But at the end, he asked me, he's like, so I hope you learned a lot. I was like, no, I didn't. You didn't teach me anything. But, yeah. like, but like, I liked, I liked, the, didn't make you a bad trainer. I enjoyed coming to see you and work out with you. You pushed me every time, you know, because that's what I needed. But you didn't teach me. So I don't know if it's always about teaching. Okay. I think that's what I'm trying to say. So you, you want to get like really systematic about it. Um, yeah, I don't think that everyone. So like my biggest gripe with the school system is the fact that there's a hard curriculum and hard levels. Mm -hmm. Right. And I don't think that when it, you know, I think that there's a lot of variables to people. 
um, that will keep them, you know, like you can come up with a curriculum that works for the majority that, and, and have it be successful, right? Like, like low carb works for 70% of the people out there or something like that, right? Um, but that's not guaranteed to be good for you or optimal for you, right? So like at a mass scale, yeah, you can come up with a curriculum. But I think for like optimal stuff, it's got to be something that changes with every variable that you get from the person. So like me, right? What do I suck at? Like I suck at consistency and accountability. If you're like, hey, I need you to go home and do this thing every day, right? If accountability isn't somehow tied into that, um, at least especially in the past, um, I might fail, right? Even though your curriculum is probably the right one. Like, um, so, you know, uh, and there's tricks to building people up, right? And like, be like, do this thing for five minutes instead of doing it for half an hour. Like, that's an easier win. Um, I think it just highly depends. I think like the more information you would get from each individual person, the and the more truly tailored you can make it, the better. And I think ultimately, you know, this yeah, is cool. to put it to put on my tech hat on for a minute. Like this is where machine learning is really good because it's good at like fig- putting you into buckets and being like, oh, you're actually in this bucket. Uh-huh. But, but you don't need that in the beginning, right? Like you can just uh, do the thing that's not scalable and just really be like, let me make this for you, right? Um, but uh, uh, I, we talked about this a while back, right? The, one of my big realizations while working out with you and when we you know, did that walk and stuff was like, um, there are people who just want to be fit or there, sorry, there are people who just want to be healthy. There are people who want to be fit and there are people who want to be athletes uh-huh. and, and the athletes are doing this shit like a full-time job, you know, and, and people definitely go get into the gym thinking they're going to be athletes. Yeah. Uh, what I've, I want to break off that. Um, so yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Cause, um, I'm like walking around your question because I don't know how to answer. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so we talked about, hey, the one thing that makes you feel uncomfortable and it's like, well, how often should you do these things to make them stick? And that's that's what I've been trying to elicit. Like, Mm -hmm. like, is there there a protocol out there? Is it just about hitting your head against the wall until something happens? Um, Like, because again, all my, every time I think about something, I bring it back to a fitness realm where it's like mm-hmm. well if you start running or you start a diet the first week is going to suck but after that first week or after that first week it starts to get easier and it's like dude i did yeah you know that i told you about the you know like hate running but i have used the couch to 5k program the the number one reason why I really enjoy it and will probably always go back to it if I ever want to start running again is because level one was so goddamn easy. Like I'm not <laughs> saying it was super easy. It was still challenging. I sweat. I, you know, I, you know, but for me, for my fitness level, whatever, like I did it. I could do it every time. I could do it from zero. And I think that like when you get people in, 
uh, I think I've seen people do different approaches. I forget the name of the guy who used to work at Sweat. Um, he was like the manager or whatever. He he did my very first workout, um, and he's like, I'm like his mindset. And I he, he didn't tell me explicitly, but like I knew based off what he was doing. He's like, I'm gonna break you here, and I had asthma, and it was fucking brutal, right? <laughs> uh, but um, I have asthma. Um, and he's like, I'm going to make this so hard so that you know that later on you'll be able to do this, right? That's one approach. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, but that, that, that like, I'll break you approach, I don't think that shit works as effectively as, like, let me make this super easy for you. And, you know, you still got to get some results because people can definitely, like, if somebody comes in there and is just like, I'm a fucking athlete, like, if you don't challenge me, I'm going to find somebody else. But um, yeah. generally, generally speaking, like folks aren't there um, getting them something easy and being like, all right, good. Now let's make this 10% harder, 10% harder, mm-hmm. 10% harder. And then, then they get there. Like, I mean, who knows, man? I don't know. Like I can't speak for everybody, but for myself, that generally works better. But I got to sweat. I got to sweat, though. I, I definitely feel like if I don't, if I come home after a session and I don't have, and I don't feel like, you know, uh, I lifted heavy enough or I really, like, I, I progressed. If I don't feel like I progressed, I feel like I didn't work out sometimes. Mm, so let's actually, let's actually bridge on to that next. So your, your, do- your domain would be coding. That's your... Yeah, yeah. Knowledge, your expertise. My domain would be uh, fitness. Like I'm a personal trainer. What is the biggest misconception that you that that you see in your field? Like you talk to people and you're like, "Wow, I can't believe people believe this." So like I'll go first. Um, mm-hmm. So and so there's a lot of them, but I would say the best one that I've seen, or the one that I used to have trouble with too, is people think. The longer they're in the gym, the the better their workout. So some people think working out for three hours is great. Working out for two hours is great. Um, but that's a huge misconception. So, I mean, I guess it can vary, but you always got to think of it like, hey, am I actually getting quality out of the movement I'm doing? So, like, if you're doing arms for two hours on – and. After you get like an hour and 30 in, are you even getting the stimulus to that muscle anymore or are you just moving from point A to point B? And so mm-hmm. my biggest misconception or gripe is um, like I'll see some people in the gym and they'll be in there for like two to three hours and I'm like, how much of it is wasted time on your phone? How much, is, how much of it is just wasted movement where you're not even getting the stimulus to the muscle anymore? Because some people think, hey, working out is just moving from point A to point B. But really it's making your body feel the stimulus so that your body knows it needs to change. Because that's basically what it is. It's like, hey, if the stimulus you're providing big enough where the body's like, shit, I'm dying, um, is it uh, scaled enough so that your body can recover from it and you're not just beating yourself into the ground? Um, and so that's my biggest misconception that I see and something that I try to tell people about. Because uh, one of my clients asked recently, she's like, hey, um, is it better to work out for 30 minutes or an hour? Because she does 30 minute sessions and she was saying, like, hey, mm-hmm. I would try to make my workouts as long as possible. Am I leaving stuff on the table if I only have 30 minutes? And I'm like, no, you can get a lot of quality work done in 30 minutes. 
but you have to have a bigger knowledge base. You have to know what you're actually trying to do. Like if you're doing an exercise or a movement, you say, this, these are the muscles I want to work. If I don't feel those muscles working, why am I even doing it? Mm-hmm. Um, so you can go on to your domain now. No, no, I'm just thinking about what you're saying now. Um, yeah, I mean, oh, man. I So, like, this, yeah, kind of going back a little bit about that conversation we had for, like, athlete versus health, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, athletes do work out for crazy long hours, right? They just do different type of stuff, things, right? Yeah. Like, and- like so- I wish I could, I wish I could, like, you know, run swim you know lift every day mm-hmm. is that is that bad it, no it's not so that that's the thing so you can you can break is it better to break out break up your workout session or combine it all in one so that's, the oh, so that's why i was saying um, yeah, yeah. like gotcha. it could vary like i'm not gonna like it's hard to say absolute when when lifting but it's like hey what is optimal and what is the what is the best for you? So like people who do work out, like, like if you um, look at their workout time for the day, it's like two hours long. Sometimes they break it up. So they do like two a day. And so mm-hmm. athletes will have like a workout in the morning and then a break and then something else. So yes, they are working out for two hours, two hours, but it's like broken up. And it's like, um, is that the efficient way to work out? Um, some people, again, my, my gripe is that people equate, uh, Quantity better than quality, and so they'll just mm-hmm. do a bunch of random shit. Yeah, have a bunch of fluff in their program, and they're like, "Oh, this is going to get me to where I need to go." I, I got gotcha. you. Total I, number of things. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I got. Yeah, 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 I understand now. Um, biggest misconceptions. I mean, with software development. I mean, for folks who are just getting into it. Um, the the I I think the idea that you will ever learn it is probably <laughs> one, right? The idea that there's a point where you've achieved 100% like knowledge on any topic. Um, the rabbit hole is very deep, um, very, very deep. Um, and we're not just talking about learning, you know, a programming language, but, you know, computer science as a whole at some point overlaps with uh, the physical world, you know? Um, where you learn about like how actual, you know, uh, as well as uh, it gets very abstract uh, with in terms of systems growing to a scale that uh, you probably like you will only learn about certain problems at a certain scale. And, and then outside of that, there's things that you learn from just the craft of the process that you don't learn. it's almost impossible to learn quickly. Uh, For example, um, learning why you do something, like when there's three different ways to solve a problem, learning which which one is appropriate um, is unfortunately sometimes an experience-based thing, like where you got to do all three, watch yourself fail at two and figure out the right um, uh, moment in time when you should take this approach versus the other or this idea that one approach is better than the other. So there's a lot of those types of misconceptions. Um, I think, um, um, you know, uh, early on, like there's, you know, work-life balance, super important, but I think in software, because things move so quickly and because of how things are, 
uh, the idea that, you know, at one point, like, so for me, I I told you this before, kicked off with my interest in Dragon Ball Z, and then I made websites, and then it went from there. Um, And and so it was a hobby. That's what I'm trying to say, right? It was a hobby for me before it became a profession. So I really, I I enjoyed it. Um, But at a certain point, it became a lucrative career path. And, and so I've seen people pursue it for strictly for the money and they Uh think, and they think it can be a nine to five job. And uh, people will argue that it can, it definitely can, right? For there, I don't know if you've ever heard of a company like Basecamp and those folks. Um, I don't think so, especially early on. I think you need to, it, it, you can be good enough where they won't fire you, but um, you should definitely expect to have to work a lot more. You, you, you clock in and then you have to go home and learn um, at least in the beginning. And, you know, balancing that with the idea that you will never learn everything at some point, you need to take a step back and make sure you're living a, a healthy, balanced life and meeting your needs as a human being. Right. Um, but if you, you know, when you start your, it's a very tall hill. So you at least want to get to some plateau of competency. Yeah. Now, would you say that coding is niche based? And so like when you go into coding, should you aspire to only learn one pathway because that one will lead you to, to the most success or should mm-hmm. you learn multiple pathways? Cause like if we look, if we look at mm-hmm. listings, um, you'll have people who have their, their specialty, like, like my job, like my specialty is not running. Like if someone said, Hey, I want to run more. I can say, all right, this is how it works in the body. This is what mm-hmm. you could do, but that's not my specialty. My specialty would be lifting because I have a background of lifting. My knowledge and passion usually is towards lifting. And so mm-hmm. that's what I spend my, my like mind power on. So is it better to be niche focused? Well, in fitness, yes, you want to have a, a basic knowledge of everything but it's mm-hmm. better to be niche focused because then you can greatly help someone in one domain so it might not be the same for everyone but to me i when it comes to fitness and being like a trainer i like for people to have their niche like hey i'm good at this i'm mm-hmm. good at that right, um, right. It, make, it, it, just, it just helps like it just, it just yeah helps we, my mom. yeah we how does it work with your domain to make, re- I mean, the world that we live in, specialization is key, right? Like, not just for individual is your success from a like career perspective, but in terms of getting anything done, people need to specialize, right? Like, um, but I think that specialization is not necessary and is sometimes counterproductive in the beginning. Um, and that's not to say that you shouldn't like. So, like, folks will sort of be like, "I'm going to be a web developer. That's what I want to be," right? Like. If you are, it depends again where you are in that stage, but I'm assuming you're thinking about going down the road of software. Um, Starting with a project, a product, something that you want to make is a better place to begin. And then from there, figuring out what is the easiest way for you to accomplish that. Along the way, you you will find out that you don't know how to do X, Y, Z. And by pursuing that curiosity, by asking yourself the questions of, oh, like, so I want people to be able to upload a file. Okay. How do I do that? Oh, shit. Do I have to learn networking? Like, like at a certain point, 
what happens with software is that you transition from the thing that you want to make to the sheer curiosity of, not for everybody, but, you know, for folks who really enjoy it, um, the craft itself, right? Learning how to do something better. So for example, let's take like woodworking, right? You might be motivated to pick up woodworking because you want to build a bench, right? But eventually you start looking, you start trying to understand how do I make, um, you know, how do I connect these joints? What are the different, you know, ways I can do that? And, and that becomes your thing. You learn about the, the, the craft itself um, versus the result. And I, but I think that when folks start starting from the result of what they want to accomplish is going to help. It'll get them further. Gotcha. At, at least far enough to know whether they like it or not. <laughs> and it's not, yeah, it's, it's not, it's not for everybody. Yeah, so let me clear up my talking point a little bit more. So with fitness, the reason, so yes, it's, it's good to have a little bit of knowledge of everything, but once you decide on one domain, it usually affects the other one. So like, mm-hmm. you can't be a marathon runner and then also super strong, because if we look at how it affects you in the body, it changes, it changes the cell itself. And so runners have um, more mitochondria, because... They need that's the powerhouse of the cell. That mm-hmm. mitochondria will power glycolysis better, which is used for running. While someone who lives a lot will have less mitochondria because their energy system doesn't come from the mitochondria, that comes from the cytoplasm. And so they only need energy, quick, they need quick, immediate energy, which is again applied or processed in the cytoplasm. And so their muscle makeup has less mitochondria. And so you get to a point where if you want to be very good at in one domain, it's going to affect the other one. So you have to, you have to make it out. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I think, I think that sometimes like, you know, was that like only uh Siths or whatever talking absolutes? Uh, sometimes I think it's, uh, you know, like if you're trying to be an ultra in some category, then there's definitely trade-offs and sacrifices. Mm-hmm. I think that sometimes you can have a mix of things, right? I think this is where like things like, um, uh, which I'm not really into, but uh, um, not Fitbit, God, uh, a CrossFit, right? Yeah. That things like CrossFit are born from this idea that you don't have to be just strong or just <clears throat> whatever, you know, uh, nimble. Um, you can be some balance of those things. Um, I think that, you know, just like in software, like learning about different things helps inform you about other things. Like one of the most, uh, cliche, but very true pieces of advice when learning, uh, computer programming is learn more than one computer programming language because, even though you can do all the things you need to do in this one, potentially, um, learning another one will change your mindset. And then, and then, and it, it changes your frame of reference, changes how you think. And then maybe, and I think that's where creativity comes from. It's from taking two things that are not related, but combining them together. Uh, I'm not saying it's like possible. I don't, again, I don't know. I don't have that the the same knowledge for your domain, you know, but uh, 
I think, you know, that like that book range, uh, like getting a range is sometimes a way to keep yourself from plateauing. Right. Because yeah. I think there, there's a point where you're like, oh, I know everything there is to know about this thing. Right. But I fail to explore this other category. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So um, I know these things are uh, limited to like two hours. So we do have what, 13 minutes before the recording stops. But uh, uh, I think I'm definitely, uh, I think this is good. I think this is like an awesome raw first uh, episode. We just got to figure out what we got to call it. Um, yeah. We definitely need a, a topic to follow. So you listen to a podcast yourself. Well, let's talk about podcasts with our last 13 minutes podcast makeup stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you listen to a podcast, you're like, Jesus Christ, why is this two hours long? And, <laughs> and you're like, why do you keep going off on a, all these tangents? I see why all these things happen. It's yeah, yeah. Fit, fitballing. So unless you have like a format with um, like, like, hey, we're going to only spend 10 minutes on this, then you start to ramble. So yeah, no, I like, yeah. I, I'm, I'm eventually going to do the soft burger coffee podcast. That one's going to be very format focused, you know? Yeah. I like this though. I like, I like this conversation. Um, you know, I think that we've had so many different conversations like throughout and they, 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 you know, toggle across topics. We'll like whatever, dig into like politics. There's always like the movies and whatever, right. Or whatever shit is happening in our life. So yeah. like, um, you know, I really want, wish we could call this the random show, but that's taken. <laughs> um, but that's kind of what, like, I'm good with whatever this is. Well, you know? Now the question is, how do you build upon that type of format? Like, so let's say we do one random podcast, mm-hmm. but like we talk about like different types of things. But what if someone wanted you to flesh that out? Do you address that in a solo podcast? No, I mean, if we can get folks, random? yeah, I mean, when we publish this, if we can get folks commenting wherever that is, you know, um, and they tell us, or like, yo, can you get into this? Then we can get oh, into that. Okay, that's how but, you do it. Okay, because I was like, yeah, some people may want more. And how do they? Get yeah, the, I think they'll. I think they'll just tell us. Yeah. Okay. Um, but right now, I just uh, right now, I'm good with us just being a conversation. You know what I mean? Like this is just for whatever you and me, and then if folks tune in, and fucking fantastic. And if they don't, <laughs> whatever. Like it, you know, when we talked about doing this it was just like it's a way to keep in touch given that uh we're several states apart mm-hmm. so yeah i'd say yes we do our recap or yeah we do our recap of like hey when, when's the last time we met but we also try to give nuggets of knowledge from our domain so that those are the nuggets that get people to come back in because they're like "Ooh, i like that that was interesting that they said because i mean it's like, how can a person relate to you? And yeah. I guess we could talk about something that randomly that relates to them, but also, yeah, I mean, I, I, don't, like, let them know what they're going to get into. I think, I mean, because we don't know what we're going to get into before we start, right? Like, I made a list of things that I wanted to, like, maybe talk about, but there's a bunch of things on that list that we didn't get to. Um, uh, so that was just something to help fill conversation. If conversation was going to, like, evolve naturally, I think there's no way that we can come up with an index ahead of time. What we can do is we record it and then afterwards we go through and it's just like, all right, we talked about this, 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 and this. Um, I think 
I think, you know, like part of our conversation today was about like figuring out niches and brand and all that stuff. Like, mm-hmm. I think it's just about not trying to do that. Do you know what I mean? Like, like it's not, it's like people will gravitate if they find this interesting for them. And that's better than us trying to make it interesting. F- like, do you know what I mean? Us gotcha, trying to gotcha. adapt to the audience. Yeah, so, let, so, yeah, so yeah, yeah, I, I see what you mean. Like, you go into a relationship and say, hey, be yourself. Don't try to. Exactly. Then yeah, then we have to live up to some type of action. Exactly. And then you keep changing and then it gets shitty and you get uncomfortable. And yeah. it's just, this is fine. I mean, I enjoyed the conversation. Hopefully other people listening and will too, you know? Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, so we'll figure out a name, but um, I'm going to probably bounce. And, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, like, brain, like, uh, this is, I, I think this is fucking great. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so appreciate you uh, joining me on this and we'll, uh, we'll, fig- we'll figure it out, man. And uh, let me know how uh, a trip to New Orleans goes. Yeah, yeah, I guess we can make the next one. So when is, when is what's the date right now? Uh, June 5th. June 5th. And so we are going the 23rd to the 26th. Okay. So, yeah. Like, yeah, whenever, we don't need to go. I'm thinking like one episode a month is good. Okay, um, yeah. And then we can look at the calendar and figure it out. But whatever works for you. Um, I don't know exactly. I'd have to look at my calendar to see what's what's going on, but we'll just record it and go from there. I'll have more equipment so I can kind of tune up the audio, but I kind of like how this is, how easy this is. Yeah, so, this is pretty straightforward, yeah. 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 And it gets saved to what? So, like, how did... Yeah, yeah I mean, so... It, it, it's all on your end? So you invited me into the room, so it's all on your end? I think so. Yeah, I mean, we're gonna see. We're gonna see. I'm hoping all this shit got recorded and we didn't lose any of it. But we're gonna find out after I click finish recording. (laughs) Yeah. And then I don't know. I don't. I have no idea. This is my first time using this app. So. All right. Yeah. We'll find out. We'll find out. (laughs) All right, bro. Uh, Have a good rest of your weekend. Yeah. You do the same. Right. Yep. See ya.